Welcome to episode 285 of the Recruitment Marketing and Sales Podcast, and I'm your host, Denise Oyston, and we have a very special masterclass recording that I'm going to tell you about in a second. Um, but if you are new here, welcome. Great to have you. Um, what I would suggest is that um, if you haven't been on our website before or somebody shared this particular podcast with you for the first time, then it is a good idea to go and download our checklist. You will find it on the Superfast Recruitment website. You find it in various places. But also, if you visit superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash MCL, pop your name and email address in there and we will send over to you straight away our marketing audit checklist. Very important to know where you are at the moment as you start to move forward. And to help you with that, today's particular recording um, took place um, probably just, well, under a year ago. And this was a, we called this at the time a bounce back webinar. I have retitled this Bounce Forward. And one of the reasons I wanted to share this with you today is over the past, I would say, month or so, we've been talking to a number of our clients. Within Superfast Circle, we have another sub-program that we're running uh, around setting impossible goals. And we have a number of people <laughs> in that particular subgroup who have set themselves really stretching goals. And on a call this morning, we were talking to two of them who just happened, I'm recording this in April, by the way, just happened to have already achieved their impossible goal for this quarter. Now, bear in mind, they have two months, two and a bit months left of the quarter. So these particular individuals have been students of ours for a, for a while, and they really do na nail it, and they consistently follow the various steps and processes that we suggest. So this particular webinar is well worth listening to because even though we are, let's not say we're through the pandemic because still an awful lot's happening, but if you really want to elevate what you're doing and bounce forward, then there are a lot of lessons that we particularly share within this um, recording. Now, this was a webinar, so we pulled out the audio for you. It's just under an hour long, well worth sitting down with a notepad and listening to this. By all means, listen to it in the car or when you're on your run or whatever you're doing or you're exercising, but really go back and listen to this again because we share some superb questions that you can ask yourself because if things aren't quite going according to plan, and my suspicion is for some people they aren't, then by listening to this, it will give you a real sense of where you should be focusing. I think there's some, let me just check, there's nine questions um, that we uh, get you to ask yourself. And there's also um, a few other uncomfortable truths that I think you need to address as you move forward. So we'll actually, within this podcast, we lay everything out for you, what you need to consider doing, how to plan over 30, 60, 90, 180 days. We'll also give you some examples of some of the things that our clients have done that have been really successful. And that means that you can do them too. So I hope you enjoy this particular um, recording. I am sure you will. And it's got both Sharon and I. So, uh, you know, if the, if the sound quality goes a little bit, please forgive us. The content is well worth listening to. Um, so this is Denise saying, hope you have a really good bounce forward. And um, I'll see you on the, well, I'll speak to you on the next podcast.
Welcome to the Recruitment, Marketing and Sales Podcast. An obsessive focus on marketing and sales is the only way to accelerate your agency growth. So listen in now as we share the latest strategies and techniques guaranteed to deliver you more placements and profit. Seven uh, marketing steps to use that's basically going to guarantee your stability now and and in the future we're going to share some uh, examples from some of our own clients and what they're doing and uh, and how you then can actually replicate this in your your own organization too and Sharon and I are going to be sharing this presentation so we'll dip in and out a bit um, together for those of you that don't know us, uh, a very mercifully brief introduction. I always used to say I'm the one with the glasses, but Sharon's got a bit older now. She's got glasses on too. Um, so so we, we have a corporate background, as some of you will know. It's actually a lot more than 50 years, but we don't really want to give away our age. And we have worked in both sales and marketing. And we have built, so we have, we have done the client side bits. We have built massive sales teams and marketing teams within uh, our, our corporate organizations. And, uh, and then for the last 16 years now, we've, been, uh, we've had our own company uh, delivering marketing training and services primarily to the recruitment sector. We do work with a couple of other aligned sectors as well, but primarily the recruitment sector. Uh, we're known as the recruitment ghostwriter because we do a lot of uh, content writing for different uh, recruitment companies actually across the globe and uh, also we write for a couple of re other recruitment trainers that some of you may know about. Um, now we, we're probably quite unique because we actually deliver training consulting and services um, so there's not as, as many of us in the market that actually uh, do that particularly in the UK but something I want to draw your attention to here before we get into the content is that Sharon and I have been working actually delivering campaigns for clients for the last sort of 13 years. Um, so what we are teaching you here is based on what works and um, sometimes having grey hair and being a little bit older. We've also been through uh, n not one but many recessions so we do understand what works and what we need to do. I know this one is pretty unique but there is a format that, um, uh, that, that, that you can work on. So let's just talk about what we're going to learn today in the masterclass we're going to teach you about the recession response curve a little bit from Harvard Business Review uh, and Harvard Business School Shanna's going to cover that and though I'm often called positive Pollyanna and I do I you know I do tend to meditate as well and, and do all that sort of good stuff sometimes you have to face into the truth and there are some uncomfortable truths about uh, what's happening currently um, however there is a plan that you can utilize to change them and we've got some good things as well um, uh, that, that you can can consider and also implement in your on your business so there is some good news um, what we're going to focus on here is what's going to impact your financial health and your family's financial health too. Um, you can tell I'm a copywriter, the L and A process. Sharon's going to share a little bit more about that for you. Um, the other things that we're going to cover today as well is uh, we've designed nine questions to ask yourself, um, which will potentially, and this is definitely a smartphone moment, going to give you um, the best marketing plan you've ever had because it really makes you consider where you are, what's working, what's not working. And I would strongly suggest 
as you move forward, you continue to utilize these as well. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about the V word, which is a value word. It's all about value. Um, that there's been a massive shift in the market in the last um, few months. Uh, people are desperate for information. They're desperate for help. And, uh, and so we need to, to speak into that. Um, and what we will share is a seven-step action plan that works. Clients are using it now, and it's actually getting, uh, you know, success for them too. So um, why is this important to you now? I think um, we ran a half-day workshop with our clients. This has been distilled down from that workshop. Um, many companies are stuck on what they should do next. Some people think they shouldn't even be marketing. Some people have shut up shop and gone home till furloughs ended. Um, but, but the thing is, the longer you wait before you take action, the longer you'll wait, if that makes sense. And Sharon will explain that. And um, we're going to give you some simple strategies in a specific order. And they do work, and they will work, and they're working now, provided you actually take action on them. and. Uh, and and actually do the things that we're, we're suggesting. Um, is this for you? Often I will jump on a call, a, a webinar, a masterclass and think, is this me? Um, should I stay and listen to it? Um, this is for you if you're struggling at the moment, um, if you're thinking about rebuilding your business, if you've realized that maybe those amazing client relationships that you thought you had have all gone a bit sour. Um, through no fault of anybody's apart from a, a, a global pandemic, but you realize that, you know, you're vulnerable. Um, maybe the relationships you had weren't as good as what you thought they were and that, um, you know, you've realized that you really do need to nail marketing because you want to come out of this completely differently. So um, then it's most definitely for you. So I'm going to hand over to Sharon now to, uh, to start the parts of the presentation. Thank you. Now, we may have some football fans online here, um, so you might be happy because the football season um, has started behind closed doors. However, um, I think this might be the closest I'm going to get to a live tennis ball um, this year because sadly I won't be going down to Wimbledon uh, this year, but I am a big tennis fan, so I, I had to find a way of getting a tennis ball in here. Um, but let's start to talk then about how the bounce back can look for your business. Um, I think there was hope that this would be like a V-shaped bounce back. Um, and I think, you know, the reality is that um, it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, let me share with you, though, this model that came from Harvard um, Business School. And um, it's from a piece of research by um, a couple of marketeers called John Quelsh and Kate Jocks. Um, and they designed this recession response curve. And very simply, what it describes is the three different responses businesses have to um, an economic recession. Now, this is this is a slightly unique situation, isn't it? Because it's not it's not like two thousand eight, two thousand and nine, when you know the economists might have said, well, it's, you know four four business quarters and we will start to see an upturn or five or however many it was um the reality is is that you know if you look at that time frame as uh, as to when we might get back to business as usual we don't know because we haven't been through um, a pandemic like this many of us in in our lifetime um and 
the facts are though that you know businesses have followed these three very classic patterns and I think Denise has already mentioned um, that you know some businesses their approach has been to go into hibernation to, to, to close down um, and you know, even even in the last couple of weeks um, since furlough was extended to the end of October um, I, I've had people or oh, to October I've had people say that you know that they are just staying closed until then and you know I feel quite uncomfortable about that and and I worry for them because the reality is that the longer they stay in hibernation the further away from that that um, business as usual sort of like blue line should we say the further away they're going to get the harder and the longer it will take them to, to come back and the reality is that there are people who are in the hanging on phase um, which will be the majority of businesses let's be honest about it um, it's peaks and troughs it's up and down you know you might get you might have had some placements that um, that have come back that were put on hold that you've been able to complete and fill and you've got some fees for. Some of you will have got, you know, a couple of new jobs in. Then you might have had a lean couple of weeks. It it literally is. We're just hanging in there um, and um, we're working and we're doing what we can. And yes, that there, there are sectors, no doubt about it, that are flying. Um, you know, if if you have been in the supply chain sector or you know food production, you know perhaps areas where manufacturing has, has had to sort of increase, you know, and some some tech areas as well, um, senior appointments, um, you know, seem to be doing rather well. So there are some areas that that are flying, um, but you know. This might be a this might be a model. Should I say that you've seen recently on on lots of other things? Um, and people might try to own it, and it's not. It comes from Harvard Business Review. Denise, did you want to just yeah, add? Yeah, no, I think just, just I think one thing to, to remember here, you know, when you look at that curve and you look at that red line, uh, mm. no, no, if you do not act, that red line doesn't suddenly just do that hockey stick and jump up. Yeah. It is going, because it's going down, you have to stop that going down, and you have to move it up. But it takes action. It doesn't happen overnight. So mm. um, I think it's important to remember that this response curve uh, was based on data. And uh, the, the longer you wait, the longer you wait. That's yeah. that's the reality. No, of absolutely. It. Um, so, so, you know, at, as you sort of like think about that, something else that I just very, very briefly, um, you know, I know that you know this. I just want to put it into our conversation today, and and that is that it is very easy as business owners, isn't it, to think about our business, what's going on for us, what's going on for our teams, um, their families, our families, and remember as we are thinking about how we're planning our bounce back and everything that your clients who you want to re-engage with um, and build deeper strong relationships with they've got their own journey that they're going through their own stuff so they're worried about their business they're worried about their teams their families possibly their job um, so it might not be the first thing on their mind um, unless they absolutely have a recruiting need to want to talk to a recruiter you know and we just need to respect that we've also got candidates who've got their own journey that they're going through um, if they're on furlough, will they have a job at the end of it? Um, we've got people who've you know experienced flexible working who might not want to go back into an office full time and might risk um, a move to get to a company that that is more open and flexible. 
you've got your own teams that you, um, you, you may have furloughed, you might be bringing some of them back, um, you might be operating you know, at, at full pelt, uh, but they, they've got um, you know, their own experiences with families that they're going through. And of course, there is you, you dealing with all this and dealing with all, um, you know, all these other people professionally, as well as dealing with your own loved ones and your own family and your own situation. So we need to be kind to ourselves sometimes. Now, as we think then about, um, you know, Denise talked about some uncomfortable truths. I'm going to come on to five of them, but just as a lead into that, I think, you know, a realization and something that, you know, I've talked to many business owners about, you know, in the, in the recent months and weeks, and that is that if anything, for many business owners, this is an opportunity to press reset, you know, to step back, reflect about the business, think about the future, think, well, what do I want? What do I want for my business? And what are things going to look like moving forward? And this is something that I'm just hearing time and time again. Um, we've got a couple of days off tomorrow and Monday. We should have had all next week off for a holiday that, like many, has just been rescheduled. Um, but, you know, we have been working so hard and we need a break. And many of you will have been absolutely busting a gut recently. I even, I even heard James Osborne on an on a interview uh, literally last week who, who shared that, you know, he was just exhausted. He'd never worked as hard. And I think moving forward, we are going to have to work as hard and harder to get our businesses back to the level that they probably were, you know, pre-COVID. And, and it's just, it's what we do, isn't it, as business owners? And I think that something else is that um, we're going to have to face up to the fact that we're going to have to up, up our game and, and up level. Um, Shutterstock's an American site, and we could only find level up rather than <laughs> up leveling, couldn't we? But, you know, this might be where um, the market will still be competitive. Yes, some businesses will go, sadly. There will be startups. There is still going to be competition. So <coughs> for you to stand out in your market and regain that market share and build on that market share that you had, we have to think about up-leveling on what can we do differently. And that, that is where we are coming from today. Before we get on to what to do, though, as part of that up-leveling, let's just look, you know, acknowledge some uncomfortable truths that... Many of you have already lost clients. You will lose some great candidates. And if you haven't already, some of you may well also, you know, end up losing more staff in the, in the coming months. Um, we, we have to be prepared for the long game because we don't know how long um, this new norm um, is, is going to be. We're just in a different norm, aren't we? The re that's the reality. And we have to be prepared. Um, and something that you may have been considering, and we would encourage people to consider, is to increase your business opportunity. Think about spreading your net wider. And some people have been talking to me about that. That for them, that's geographically. They might be, you know, I've talked to people that have, that have been regional recruiters that are going to go national, local that are going to go regional, people who are looking at aligned sectors. Anything that will give them a greater opportunity to, to build and rebuild their businesses. Um, and this is something that we've been talking about an awful lot with, um, with the Superfast Circle group and our training clients. 
and that is, you know, historically, we, we work in an industry that's been very, very transactional. Many people um, enjoy that luxury of, you know, lots of strong client relationships, or they thought they were strong, that gave them, you know, regular business, or when they phone up, they would get jobs, you'd fill jobs, on to the next one, very transactional. Moving forward, we are living in a different world. And this, this was happening before COVID, but I think this is going to accelerate. And that is, you know, people want a great um, experience. They want relationships, longer lasting relationships. That means we need to look at a more consultative sell. And that will also influence how you market to people if you're going to shift from a transactional model to a more relationship based model um, and so we go, we're going to talk about some marketing strategies that absolutely um, tie in directly with that I think you know just to reinforce this point that the realization is that we are in different times we need to do different things to um, you know rebuild our businesses and that will mean that your previous level of expertise it's likely that that won't be enough anymore and that there has to be a willingness not only to invest in your business but in yourself as the business owner because we need to do things differently we need to step outside our comfort zones and and sometimes we don't always know what what to do or how to do it so we need to we need to learn um, now we are generally really really positive upbeat people and I am not going to go on any sort of masterclass and share some uncomfortable truths without balancing that out and I'm going to do one bet one bet and we're going to go for six good news facts because the reality is that you and I we cannot control the circumstances can we absolutely not but what we can control is ourselves and how we choose to respond that doesn't mean to say that you have to have up high days every day it's okay to have a bad day I've had them Denise has had them we've got some clients on here that you know have not had great days but we can choose to shift that when we've given ourselves um, a bit of time fact marketing can and will start the process of getting you out of this when you take action and you can develop your marketing and your sales and influencing skills. Now, why have I mentioned sales and influencing skills? Well, marketing is about creating demand. It will be you and your teams who will then convert that demand, and they will do that through their consultative selling skills and their ability to influence. Um, so, you know, it's important to think about, you know, are my team at the level that I need them to be at? And if not, what am I going to do about that? And how can I, how can I support them to brush up their skills? You know, many people, if they've been on furlough for three and four months, they are going to be rusty and they need some help to get back up to speed. And now, compared to 2008, people do actually still want to recruit. If we go back to that awful time of 2008 2009 there just wasn't the business there you know the financial markets had just collapsed and you don't need me to remind you those of you who were around at the time you know what how difficult that was but people didn't didn't want to recruit couldn't recruit because there was no business there but there is today and people do want to recruit we're hearing clients all the time getting more and more positive and making placements and 
there are and there will be great candidates on the market. And something to think about here, these candidates won't just be candidates who are made redundant. Because remember, just a few minutes ago, I mentioned we were talking to a client who shared a story of someone who was in a really good job, um, had worked all the way through furlough from home remotely, very successfully, and they were then going back into their offices. And um, you know, their company basically were of the view that um, you know there'll be no more remote working, we're back in the office full time. And this individual had decided actually that they didn't want that that they, there were benefits um, to remote working and flexible hours, and they were actually considering going out to the market and looking for a different business with a very similar role. So there's going to be great candidates out on the market, um, and you can and you will attract new clients, new business opportunities, and new candidates, provided that you do the work and you implement what we are sharing today. Now, results happen when you learn what to do if you don't already know, and you take action. And they can happen quickly. Um, so I, I'm going to share just a few stories with you of different kinds of clients that we've worked with, um, because I want to, you know, I want you to experience the fact that um, you know marketing works and people can get results really quickly. Now, Alex, um, I, I will let, let you read the detail on that slide, but you know, Alex joined us literally towards the end of April this year in uh, one of our training programs, and a big, big thing that he wanted to do was he wanted to start to automate his marketing. And first thing was to get an automated um, funnel uh, working together. Um, so, you know, he was willing to put the work in. So 90 minutes later, having had his brain fried, bless him, um, he was in a position where he knew exactly how to handle the software, the technology, to put his first automated funnel in place. And it's, it's up and it's working, and he's been able to replicate that twice since. But he, he only did that because he recognized he didn't know how to do it, he needed to learn, he wanted to do it, it would save him time to automate, and he's now getting some results from that. So this doesn't have to take a lot of time. Um, you can, if you act, things can happen quickly. So let me talk then about the seven-step plan. Um, I'm going to do the first five and then hand over to Denise. So the first step is what many of you I know have been doing, um, and it's something probably to keep doing as things are constantly evolving at the minute. So start, you know, look at the market as a whole and what is happening specifically in your sector. What does that mean for you, for your business? Where are the opportunities? You may well have known with a lot of clarity what your ideal client would have been pre-COVID. Is that the same? How might that have changed? Um, and take the time to review that. Don't just assume that you are going to go back to the same kind of clients because that might not be reality. Who, again, you know, who would be the other candidates for you now in terms of where your sector is at today? And we've been having lots of conversations about 
um, you know, people's services and offers. And, you know, to stand out in, in the market, to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, add value to clients in a different way, what can we add into our offer? Is it, um, is it psychometric testing? Is it training? Is it some outsourced services? Really take the time to review your offer and don't assume that what you did before means you can go back and do exactly the same thing now. <clears throat> Just take a quick sip of water there. So let's imagine then that you, you are going to um, make some adjustments to your offer, or it might be that you're adjusting your offer and who you do that to. So you, maybe, you, maybe your, you know, your market has changed. You are going to go wider geographically. Maybe you are going to go into an adjacent sector. What does that mean for how you communicate your offer through your marketing and through your messaging? So if you change your offer, you will have to think about how that impacts what you do from a marketing point of view. And of course, that then means that you might then need to look at some of your marketing materials um, and do a review of what have you got, what needs changing, updating, what don't you have. And let me share with you these nine questions um, because this will help you just think through things to another level of detail. Um, so cast your minds back before the world changed for us this year in 2020. What was it that you had been doing from a marketing point of view that was working? And that if you carried on doing it, then it, it will work again for you. You know, perhaps that was um, certain outbound um, calling that you were doing, a certain email campaign, whatever strategy it was, what was working, keep doing it. And what wasn't working? You know, maybe you were doing a quarterly newsletter that took up an awful lot of time to put together, but what did it deliver for you? Think about how you use your time um, to get the most from it. And you know, coming back to your service, what do you need to alter about your service to make it more attractive to your market? Um, because remember that there are some businesses who are in hibernation. They're not even thinking about this kind of stuff. So think about the head start that you can get on those businesses by doing this level of, of thinking and reviewing and planning. And also take time to go and look at your competitors. You, you know, some of you will have noticed that your competitors have completely um, you know, dropped off the face of the earth on social media. Um, you know, go and have a look at what they're doing. Um, there are those that are flying and doing well. What are they doing? And ask yourself, if we did that, what could we do that would be even better? Okay, that could add even more um, value. And then come back to think about how can I communicate and demonstrate the value that we've got to offer consistently and literally um, at lunchtime I was on a call with somebody and we were talking about um, you know selling from price and making offers versus selling from value and you know the reality is that this this particular business owner realized that um, actually you know it's about communicating the value of what you do and not assuming that your market, your clients and your candidates know the, the, the level that you go to 
to support them um, as you go through your recruitment service. So you need to be communicating value. So think about how you can do that across multiple platforms in many different ways consistently. And I think we are without doubt living in a world uh, you know, where customer experience is more and more important. So how are you following the leads that you are creating up? What customer service uh, processes have you got in place um, for when you bring people on board? how you look after those clients because you know we are going to work so hard to bring this new business on board it's imperative that we look after that business um, and you know I, I mentioned before about learning think about this in terms of you know your business your team and yourselves where are your skills what skills need to be brushed up need to be enhanced and what are the new skills that you need in your business um, and think about what what are you not doing that you need to start doing. Um, you know, there there has been. I guess this has brought on um, a huge upkick in Zoom interviews, video interviewing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, you know, if that isn't now embedded in your recruitment process, then what do you need to do to do that? What training do you need to give your team to do that and make it a norm? Um, and it's really easy to think about um, we need to do this, the business needs to do this, the, you know, we need to do this with the team. Think about yourself as a business owner, as a leader, as a role model. What do you need to do personally that is different? You know, to take a different course of direction, you know, with your business, you know, with your marketing, what do you need to do differently? Now, um, I think Denise mentioned about, you know, just reflect on those questions and use them in future because they're really powerful whenever you're wanting to review your business. Now, the final bit of the review, I've mentioned about reviewing your marketing materials. Um, you will have access to go and download these two really simple and yet really powerful resources. You know, go and do an audit of your marketing with this checklist. Go and use this collateral checklist and see what materials have you got and what, what are the gaps because then you can, you can build into your plan the kind of content that you need to be creating so that you can be using it in your marketing. So review and be really clear on where you're at and answer all those questions to help you shape your plan moving forward. Second thing then, step two, low-hanging fruit. Now, um, we work with clients and we, we use a campaign called Reignite. And this is about creating a list of past clients that you haven't worked with within the last year. It is actually also um, a strategy that you could use with, with prospects that you haven't yet converted, but, you know, but you've been keeping in touch with, but very sporadically. Okay? And what this involves is a very simple short three email sequence. And the content in those emails are about reconnecting, seeking to understand, you know, where is your client now, you know, in this, um, you know, different kind of journey and experience, share where you're at, and, you know, look at moving forward, what's the opportunity from a new business point of view. Now, here's a lady, um, Heather Clark, Heather, um, she was about sort of six months into her business 
when um, she came to us for help. And this was the first strategy that we got Heather to implement. Um, she'd you know, spent 18 years working in, um, in a global recruitment organization, massive organization, and she went out on her own as an independent at the time. She's now got about a team of six. And, um, and Heather used this to reach out to her really wide and deep um, connections. And the result of the first round of this campaign was um, five jobs, senior finance people, £70,000 jobs um, at a return fee of around 25% uh, so I will let you do the maths. This very simple campaign, it works and you need to use it to tap into that low hanging fruit. Step three, start to think and plan for the shift from a transactional way of doing business to relationship. Many, many recruitment companies will not be thinking about this. So again, you can get ahead of the pack. Um, now, Lucy Walker Recruitment um, is a company we've worked for, for a few years now. And you know, I've shared this because it's, it's about using multiple channels and also showing you that actually some of this can happen very quickly. So Lucy on the left is the MD. And right at the beginning of, of lockdown, Lucy did a, a video out to their market clients and candidates and it was it was an, an open-hearted state of the nation address saying look guys you know we're here we're open we're not going to ask you for jobs we're not going to at all but what you can expect from us is support we're here to talk to you and they, they've done you know some training sessions they've, they've done podcasts they've increased their content and over time when they started increasing their content and their social media their presence just you know shot up in in their local market and they got on the radar of the local radio station and Christina who's their marketeer um, you know was asked to comment on employment news and things like that but now you know having been consistent with their content and their social media presence and being right in front of their audience consistently you know Christina now has a regular slot on local radio and you know it's it's the work that they've done and the content that they've created that has moved their business from this transactional way to a much more relationship-based approach. And they have some huge, long-lasting relationships. Um, so, so think about how you start that process. Now, I, you know, I was talking there about different kinds of content. So step four is going to be you know, how you update and up-level your marketing collateral. So again, I just encourage you, go and download those two, um, you know, the, the, the marketing audit checklist and the collateral and be really clear on what have you got and where the gaps are. Because something that we've noticed is a number of our clients have been busy um, creating case studies recently and thinking about the different kinds of content that, the, that they can create that supports clients and candidates where they are at right now. Which leads me on to how you can use all that collateral that you are creating. Um, and I think a key thing and something that I'm asked time and time again when people get in touch with us is about I want to automate my marketing. I want to make it easier. We need to put, you know, automated lead generation systems in place to support my consultants doing outbound. And this is what you can do. Um, 
you know, put in place a lead generation funnel that will take people from being unaware of you all the way through to working with you and referring you. And I want to share this final little story before I hand over to Denise because this is a lady, Nikki Pusi. She is the MD of a business um, down in the south called Signet Resources. Nikki started, Nikki joined Superfast Circle at the beginning of the year. And, you know, she'd be quite open and honest about the fact that they really didn't get to grips with everything until early March. But from, from then until now, um, Nikki and her marketeer, Jane, they, they have just, where some companies have gone into hibernation, this company have gone the complete opposite way. They, they have gone off like a rocket. And a few strategies that they've been implementing have been focused around content, you know, creating reports, using reports that, that, that we create for the circle as well. But they have been doing a lot of online training for their clients. Now, um, they've been doing three to four training sessions a week for about eight to nine weeks. And look at this. They have generated 365 new leads with email addresses. They never had that before COVID. And Nikki said that they wouldn't have known how to go about this. But when they joined, a goal, their two goals were increase their presence in the market, like into the stratosphere. And the second thing was they needed new clients because their client base was too small. And this is the database now that they are working on developing new business. And this has been a lot of effort but look at what can happen, you know, over a quarter. Um, so, Denise, I will hand over to you. Right. So, <laughs> um, increase your activities. Yeah, we all know that, don't we? Well, unfortunately, that is a that is a universal truth when it comes to to what we need to do. And it is a fact. And you know, I say this because some people have, as Sharon said, they pull back. They're thinking, oh, we can't market. You have to market. And uh, I, I, I like to get, I always like to get a musical reference somewhere into one of my webinars. And this guy, I don't know if any of you recognise him. He is a legend. It is the one and only Mr. Billy Ocean, whose actual hair is much grayer now and is probably a very similar colour to mine. Um, but but his famous song, if you remember, when uh, uh, the going gets tough, the tough get going. And I think that is where recruiters can really score here because it's about doing more about increasing activities. You just need to know what activity we're going to share those with you now and add more value. So. Outbound calls, I know some I know it's not trendy, I know it's not sexy, and they work. And I think the thing about the market today is people are more open to uh you know receiving that phone call. Um some of you on this uh webinar and people who have registered and will re be watching the recording have come from outbound calling. Um Andy, um one of our team has been on the on the phone inviting people. People are opening more emails, people are on social media so much more. So therefore it is a massive opportunity for you. Um, I was reading something from uh, Mark Zuckerberg the other day, and uh, apparently the number of people on Facebook in April, April, May time, was something like 3.8 billion, which is literally half the planet. Um, and that jumped up because of what was obviously happening in the market. People are out there. But the thing is, a lot of recruiters are scaling back 
So really, you should be moving forward. Um, uh, what difference this can make for you? Because as Sharon said, with the the bias cycle and that funnel, you need to bring in new 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 clients. You need to bring in new uh, new candidates as well. And the first place, the first touch point is generally social media. So that is something that you have to do. Um, talk a little bit about LinkedIn connections. I know many of you guys on here, you're absolute ninjas at sourcing. Um, on on LinkedIn, that's great, and you don't necessarily use it for marketing. Uh, it's an untapped resource. You know, people really open LinkedIn messages. Again, there's people on this webinar because um, because we we've, we've actually reached out to them with a LinkedIn message. Lots of different software you can use now for that as well, um, and and you can really nurture people. So massive opportunity there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Facebook and Google retargeting. Um, this is a, a, a pay-per-click uh, type of uh, strategy. Um, some of you, again, might be here because you've seen an advert. You'll have visited our website, and then we'll have uh, we'll have sent you an advert. Uh, not sent you, but have been in your Facebook feed, or you'll have found us on Google. And this is quite an inexpensive uh, thing to do. Um, you have a what's known as a website cookie on your website. I won't get too technical, but just to give you a perspective. You know the thing. You you go along and you, you're looking to buy something for your significant other, and then this pair of boots or this book stalks you all around the internet. It's exactly the same, and it is really something for for recruiters to consider. Because imagine if you are a company, and you know they visited your website, and then suddenly you're being stalked in the nicest possible way. That really just flicks that client to think, "Wow, if they're doing that to get me as a client, they're bound to be able to get candidates for me." So it's sort of some sort of psychological thing that happens for people. So really consider that, and it's not as expensive as people uh, realize retargeting. I liked it so much, I wrote it three times. Follow up, follow up, follow up. Generally, people are really, really poor at following up, particularly in the business-to-business -business environment, and yet the sales all come in the follow-up. Um, we, we share some specific strategies with people in, in a couple of our programs that they'd never even thought about when it comes to follow-up. And Sharon talks about automation. There is so much you can do with automated marketing um, that the you know, will enable you to follow up. And just really something on this as well is, you know, every day when it comes to your activities, do one thing that pushes you outside your comfort zone. We're in we're in weird times and we sometimes just have to step up. It's that extra phone call. It's that extra email. Um, there's an amazing guy called Dan Kennedy. God rest his soul. He passed away last year, um, known as the godfather of marketing. And he would never shut his computer down or close his office or whatever until he'd done one um, piece of lead generation, whether that was an email or something. He stepped outside his comfort zone. And, um, and, and yeah, that's something I would I would suggest too. Let's talk about adding value because it's all about the value equation. What I'm going to do, because I am conscious of time, um, let me share these things with you first of all when it comes to adding value. Content on your website and social media. Uh, we live in the knowledge age. The, the searches on Google have gone through the roof uh, over the last few months. People are desperate for content. They're desperate for information. You've got candidates facing redundancy. You've got candidates on furlough. You've got clients worried about how are they going to attract and build a team. You are 
the experts on this. You need to have content on your website. People are looking for it. Sharon talked about reports and she shared an example from a client of ours, Nikki. Um, we, we create reports in one of the programs that, um, that we run. Um, and these are just such great things because, you know, it is important to look after your current clients too. Very, very important, and your current candidates, because there's going to be a lot of desperate recruiters out there trying to pinch them off you. So you need to make sure that you're doing that too. The next thing is all around, you know, free training, webinars, masterclasses. Apparently, <laughs> it's now masterclasses. It's not webinars. I like webinars, but so I might still keep using that. And people love training. Um, this is what Nikki was doing, uh, as, as you know, we mentioned before. Um, you know, Mark and Christina have done things like this. A number of our clients have done master classes. And it makes a difference because it puts you on a different level. People never forget when they've been uh, helped out. Um, the other thing here is about complementary add-on services. And, and many of you are probably considering that. You know, you're trying to make your offer better. Do you do an outplacement service? Do you do career counseling? Because you are the experts here. And it might be that you decide to, you know, have this as an added value service that you don't charge for. And you go out and do it. We, in fact, what the a lady on the, one of our calls the other day, Rachel, one of our clients was saying how she still has relationships with her certain clients because she went out and did some outplacement for them many, many years ago. So you can see that the differences can make. And here's something that, that some of you might, might consider. Um, and this is from a, a couple of clients of ours, uh, Lee and Teresa. They run uh, a sales force, as in the software sales force uh, recruitment company down in the south of England. And uh, they ran an amazing round table. Now, the work was actually in getting, you know, just the logistics. And we get, well, obviously gave them some help on this. Um, but they ran a fantastic round table. And they basically just had a set of questions. And uh, they talk to people, these individuals here are legends in the Salesforce world, apparently. I don't know, but apparently they are, people like Penny and Gemma. Um, and you can imagine this was recorded. This has gone a bit viral in that, in that environment. Um, you know, could you do something similar to this? Um, the answer is yes, you could. Um, you know, it'd be very easy to do. And people love to listen to things like this. So that's something else to think about when it comes to, to value. The last thing I want to talk about, and this is important, is planning. Because um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Think, oh, yeah, 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 well, that's not really part of a marketing plan. It really is, because as a general rule, I'm sorry to say it, recruiters are not particularly good at marketing planning. They may be good about how many CVs do we need versus job interview, all that sort of thing. But when it comes to planning, they don't always think about it. Now, Sharon and I come from a background where we were planned within an inch of our life, really. Um, and this can make a massive difference for you. So I'm going to give you some ideas here. Here. And as I look at this slide, it does make me smile. I think, oh, to be January the 17th. <laughs> if only we'd have known what was going to happen to us after then. Um, so there's, there's three things I want to cover here. First of all is your immediate plan. This is your 30-day plan. Um, critical, something you must do. Um, the next thing is a 90-day short-term plan. This is from our corporate background. We work with companies that made billions and one of the reasons was because everything was planned and that 90 days I'm going to give you some examples of things you could stick in here um, that, that's that's a short enough time period to get something significant done like a project within your organization you know you can move forward it's amazing when you have everything mapped out how it how it really does help you speed up the process 
The final one is 180 day, medium term, um, and it's not surprising that we plan this webinar to happen at the end of June, and there was a reason for that, because you have six months now to the end of the year, and imagine what you could do in this next six months will really um, flick what you can achieve in 2020, you know, through, uh, sorry, 2021, through doing this year. <laughs> What a year it's been. Um, so let me just talk then uh, about this. But the first thing I just want to share with you very quickly, many people ask about um, project management software. How do, you, how do you do all this? They get into all the technical stuff. Um, some suggestions here for you. First thing, you want to do a mind map. If you've never done a mind map before, it's a great way. You get all of those ideas and information out of your head and onto paper. Strongly suggest you do that because the brain is really strange. It's great at processing, however, storing information and recovering it is can be a bit of a challenge sometimes. And it's much better to get things out on paper. Because here I'm just using an example of quarter three for us and some ideas that we've got down there. Now some of those we might think, mm, is that really what we want to do? We might part that, but until we see it in writing, we don't know. And here I've highlighted a few things in, in, uh, in pink because remember when you are planning, plan for your current clients and candidates because you really want to keep, the last thing you want to do is lose those individuals as well and get them poached by somebody else. So we've got some things there, some ideas, a project we want to do, a new, a new, uh, a new element to a program that we're running. So that's there. I put the iPad here. Sharon is an iPad person, so she does all of my maps on an iPad. Um, we use a good old-fashioned spreadsheet. Can't be an Excel spreadsheet. I have to say, apologies to the Mac users on here, but Microsoft 365 is um, probably all you need, really. Um, we also use a calendar. I've just given an example of the October calendar here. Um, and I put everything in, in the diary. These are really, they might seem like really simple things, but these are really practical things that you can do. Finally, um, we, we're a great believer in um, you know, having procedures and processes. We have something called a standard operating procedure. And what we do with that is uh, we just map out everything that we need. And this helps you to, to, to take action. We do use project management software. Um, you know, for some of you that are really going to jump on this, we use a piece of software called Monday.com, as in Monday the day, .com. Um, we have lots of moving parts. Um, you can see it on the right-hand side there, um, the things with the, the green and the, the, the pink. And um, so I get a little notification that says, Denise, you need to record a podcast today, or Denise, you need to write this email campaign for this particular client, and it, uh, and it drops in. So that's the sort of logistics about what you want to be thinking about to make sure that, that you get things to happen. It makes a massive difference when you do that too. Let me talk about 30-day immediate things to do. First of all, make a plan. Um, take the time to make the plan. And on that plan, put down your immediate priorities. And as you, you're working through this, there will be immediate priorities that are going to jump out at you. Increase your outbound calling. Um, there, there will be clients 
coming back into the frame now you don't want to miss them you don't want to miss that opportunity um, as you are becoming more visible as we talked about in one of the uh, the earlier suggestions in in the process then you know you're increasing your social media as well then you need to be talking to people so um, in this 30-day uh, process, get out there, get in front of people, and increase your social media too. Um, think about in this 30 day what have I got that I can use? You know, have a look on your hard drive. You know, what sales material have you got that maybe you could rework? Remember, people are going to be responding to different messages. Have you got a case study? Have you got some content? And then, of course, you know, in this period. Uh, we've got a couple of clients just started with us. Um, you know, recruiters are moving now, and they they know they need to market. So we've had a couple of people join our our program recently. First thing they're doing is they're focusing on that low hanging fruit. They're getting a campaign out uh, already to their you know their, their their market that is out there to be able to get some quick wins and some business. Let me talk about this 90 to 180 day plan. This is short to medium term. This is about getting some foundations because you will have to do things differently um, from now on. And here it's about honing your messaging. Hone your messaging because what was working in January probably isn't going to work in the same way now because people are at different parts. I remember 12 weeks ago what we were saying to clients to what we're saying now. We're all in different, you know, things are happening so, so fast at the moment. Um, you know that this is important. Listen, um, in we have a fa Facebook um, group, uh, Recruitment Marketing Mastery. If you're not a member, then 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 come and join. It's free. We share a lot of content, and I shared something from um, uh, Mr. Savage over in uh, in Australia. One of the things he said, he needs to do things differently. He needs to listen more and uh, note to self, Denise. I think I could probably do that too. But here it's about listen to your market and your candidates and adapt your offers. Many of you. The market's in flux at the moment, and those of you that are nimble and can work fast, think about your offers, because that's something that you could do. Build your pipelines. Um, get funneling. Um, pipelines work. Um, you, you know, Sharon's given you some examples of them. You need a candidate pipeline and you need a client pipeline. You do need both and you need systems and you can get, I mean, obviously Alex is, is very much of a, a go for it guy. He had a pipeline up and running within 14 days. So it's more than, than possible. I'm giving you a bit longer here uh, and you can get those systems up because this is about planning. Um, focus on value. It's all about value, and you know, let's let's be honest here. It is about comfort zones and uh, and content. I want to say a little bit about this. You are experts in your market. You know about careers, and obviously, for some of you, you know, you're specialists in your market. Um, I can see Ian's online. He's you know, is is in IT. Um, you know, we've got Francis. You you, you all know your area really really well and you can really help your clients and candidates and it is about stepping out because they see you as a valued expert because you need to differentiate yourself of course now don't you because there's so many other people that uh, are out there trying to win your business so show your expertise and one thing I would say is if you've not done video yet do video because it's going to help you stand out because the majority of people don't do it. So that is something I would um, strongly suggest that you do too. So finally, uh, we're coming up to the, the hour now. Let me just share a few things with you. And that is that, uh, you know, a, a coach of mine, I'm going to use a swear word here, but 
life at the moment is 50% good and 50% crap. And that's just how it is. We'll have good days and bad days. You know, you might have three really good days, then suddenly you'll have a bit of a meltdown on Thursday. And think, oh, my God, is this ever going to get better? Um, and it will. And there's ups and downs all the time. And remember, you will have to change. Unfortunately, it's just the way it is at the moment. We're in a unique situation. You know, who who knew about the you know the majority of the UK workforce? Was it over fifty four percent were working from home and remotely? So things will will change, and that means you have to change too. Um, don't give up. Yes, it it might be a bit tough, um, but you know you know it can take sixty days to fill your pipeline. It really can take that amount of time and this is an opportunity to reset your game so so do remember that too um if you start later all it does is puts you later you're going to be behind the curve i don't think that's necessarily uh, what you want so start sooner um, start now if you enjoy this podcast and you are ready to take your marketing to the next level, then maybe it's time that you check out Superfast Circle. Because as a member of Superfast Circle, we are with you every single step of the way as you start to elevate your marketing to a new level. You get weekly calls, you get an online training uh, platform that you can access anytime, anywhere, on any device. You have events that you can uh, attend. We have a tech genius that can help you with your your technology. And you also get your marketing collateral provided for you every single month that you are a member of the circle. So if you would like to know more then head over to superfastrecruitment.co.uk forward slash SFC. Have a look at what's involved, what's included, and then book a call with one of us and we can talk you through exactly what the next steps are. We'll give you a demonstration of the program and we'll, we'll have a conversation about how this can work for you and your recruitment and staffing business. So speak to you soon.